and taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to feel sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. I want to say verse 30. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. You may put your devices or Bibles down. This morning I want to preach from the subject, grief in Gethsemane. Grief in Gethsemane. For the past few days, I was reading a book that was recommended to me by Bishop as we were having a conversation. And I was asking, what's a good book to read on grief? And he said this book entitled, it was called A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis is the author that wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. He's the one that was a Christian apologetics that wrote a book called Mere Christianity. He was good friends with J.R. Tolkien, who is the author of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And he wrote this book after the death of his wife. He was feeling some grief. And as he was feeling some grief, he wrote this book that was just a journal that they turned into a book called A Grief Observed. He was feeling the pain of grief. He was feeling intense sadness. And he decided to write his thoughts out. He said a quote in his book that I resonated deeply with. He said, grief is like a long valley. A winding valley where any bend may reveal a totally new landscape. I want to say that again. Grief is like a long valley. A winding valley where any bend may reveal a new landscape. We live in a time where we are all going through valleys. It is so easy for us to talk about success. It's so easy for us to talk about things when everything is going well. But we rarely hear someone talk about a valley experience. In the valley, we feel this intense pain and we feel darkness all around us. We know that everyone talks about being on the mountaintops. Everyone wants to talk about how they're sitting on the mountaintop and feeling strength, but how do you feel strength when you're in the valley? Valleys come when we feel that life is not going the way that we wanted it to go. A valley is something that happens unexpectedly. 
Many of us have gone through valleys. 2020 felt like a year of a valley. We were walking through January saying, Happy New Year. February, things seemed fine. And then all of a sudden, a valley of a pandemic came to our world. We had to wear masks and we had to hide and we had to be shut down. In the midst of the valley, how do you see the road ahead? A valley is something that you feel and it's something that you cannot walk away from. It doesn't matter how young you are, you have to go through a valley. It does not matter how old you are, you have to go through a valley. 2020 felt like a valley to me because so many things begin to happen. Well, when I look at my life, I looked at one of my friends who I went to school with. He died in another state that felt like a valley. Then after that, while we were celebrating Bishop's birthday, I looked on the news that my friend was in a car accident. And I said, Lord, I hope he's okay. And then the next morning I wake up, he died in a car crash. It felt like a valley. That day I called his family and was telling them my condolences. And they said to me, can you do the eulogy? And I said, how in the world can I stand when to see this valley. But I realized that yes, I was feeling grief, but I still had to stand and give the gospel. You see, it's easy for others to just sit in your own grief, but it's harder for us as preachers because we still have to stand and lead while bleeding. While we're in pain and while we're suffering, we still have to minister Sunday after Sunday. We still have to help those even when we feel we are helpless on the inside. A valley experience. Then after Burying him, I got on the phone with my sister and talked to her who was down south and I told her I was feeling sad about this thing and I was feeling sad about all of the deaths that were happening and she said, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And she says, you know, I'm going to continue to pray for you and keep you in prayer. And then on 4th of July weekend, I looked after that weekend of celebrating and enjoying 4th of July, I looked on Facebook and realized that she passed away. And I felt this pain and I was on my knees crying and I said to my mom, I said, I don't understand it. I said, every time I go and look at my friends keep dying and dying. I felt a valley experience. The harder part for me was I was the last person to talk to her before she passed away. Then after going through that valley experience, another classmate of mine who I went to school with passed away. Sometimes valleys don't just come one time, but they come all the time. Sometimes valleys come unexpectedly. You can walk through life and everything seems great, everything seems fine, and all of a sudden, a valley comes. God never tells you when the valley is coming. God never gives you a slip and says something is coming. He just drops a valley in front of you. And I know many people feel that their faith is shaken by the valley experience, but we still have to walk through the valley. Because we realize in Psalms 23, it says, Yea, do I walk 
through the valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes death comes and when you least expect it. Sometimes life can go so well that death hits you. And then not only does death hit you, but trouble comes into your life. Trouble comes when you're not even looking for it. You may be doing the right thing and then some trouble comes to your life. Trouble comes on your job. You're doing a good job, but there's some trouble that is on your job. Your family may be going through some troubles, but then we realize that valleys do come. You see, but the good news is that God is with you. Yes, I'm going through a valley right now. Yes, I'm feeling pain. And yes, I have tears in my eyes. I still have to hold on to my faith. So we realize that Jesus is here in a place called Gethsemane. When we look at the Bible definition of Gethsemane, it means olive press. Gethsemane means a place where they crush olives. Well, when you crush olives, oil comes out. You see, what I realize is that many people want to be anointed and many people want great success, but there is some suffering that will come. Yes, people want to have great rewards, but there's some great suffering that comes with this life that we have on this journey. Yes, we go through life and we have some purpose, but there's some pain that is connected to it. Many people don't understand that, yes, you go through life and things go well, but there's some pain that's going to come along the journey. There's some things that you did not expect. Yes, you may have a plan A through Z, but sometimes God interrupts that plan. Sometimes things don't go the way you want it to go, but still have to hold on to your faith. So we're here at a place called Gethsemane. And it says a place where you're crushing things for oil to come out. Well, when we look at perfume, in order for perfume to be made, flowers have to be crushed. In order for us to enjoy juice, fruits have to be squeezed. In order for us to enjoy diamonds, coals have to be squeezed. And I'm tra trying to figure out why that this process happen. It's just for God to use you. Because sometimes we're sometimes squeezed, but God still uses us. Sometimes we're crushed, but God still uses us. No matter what's going on, you still have to be strong. So then he says to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray. So Jesus, who is our Savior, is going through a Gethsemane experience. I don't know about you, but maybe you're in a Gethsemane experience right now. Maybe there's some crushing that has to come through. Or maybe you're someone who may have come out of a crushing, but no matter what's going on in your life, you will experience a Gethsemane moment. And he said to him, he said, watch here while I go and pray. And then he says, take him with him, Peter, James, and John. And then he said, he began to feel sorrowful and troubled. I understand this moment because sometimes life, you begin to feel sorrowful and troubled. 
Even though God has told you, he called you for great purpose, there's still some trouble that you have to walk through. There's some sorry moments that you have to walk through. There is a cross that you must bear. Yes, I know that many people want the great things in life, but there's some great suffering that comes. I, don't, I told somebody the other day, I said, I'm not in a place where I want to be like anybody else. Because I don't know what the suffering that they had to go through. But I know that while I'm on this Christian journey, while I'm walking to my destination, there will be some trouble that comes along the way. And then he said, my soul is feeling sorrowful, even to death. Have you ever went through a moment in your life that you felt like death was right next to you? Have you ever gone through an experience where you felt like I tried to talk to friends, but they couldn't help me? I tried to talk to family, but they couldn't help me. But I'm feeling this feeling of death. Death is something that hurts. Death is something that we try to avoid in this human experience. Death is something that we try to shy away from because when death comes, sadness comes. I was telling someone the other day when they were asking me, how are you feeling? I said, I said, sometimes I feel as though life is just a dream and I'm going to wake up sometimes. I was telling someone, I said, you know, to asking me, how do you feel after burying your grandmother? How do you feel after preaching her eulogy? I said, sometimes I feel as though life is not what it's supposed to be. There's some moments even in our Christian journey that we want to question God and say, God, why did this happen? Why did you do this? But God never answers those questions because God is still good in the midst of our painful moments. Yes, we're suffering, but we still have to look to the Lord to help us in our time of need. And he said, even he said, remain here and watch with me. Jesus is here in Gethsemane. He noticed that he's feeling this pain of sorrow and trouble. He's feeling the intensity of the weight that he has to carry. What does he have to carry? He has to carry the sins of the world. He has to carry the pain of that. He knows that he's near the cross. He knows that pain is going to come, but he's knowing that the pain that he's feeling now is going to intensify when he gets to his destination. Have you noticed that no closer you get to the goal of where God wants to take you, pain intensifies. You realize that when you get rewarded, there's some pain that comes. When you get that new job, there's some people that start to get mad at you. When you get that new house that God blesses you, people start to get angry. You see, but there's some trouble with the call that God has for you. And then he said, remain here and watch with me. Jesus goes a little further. And he goes to talk to his father. I don't know about you, but sometimes when life gets so troubled, when life gets so crazy, I have to talk to the Lord. I know that many people want to talk on the phone and many people want to talk on social media. But when I get down in my trouble, I have to go to the Lord in prayer. I don't know about you, but I know that when I pray to the Lord, there's some help that comes. When I pray to the Lord, there's some strength 
that comes. Is there someone here that says, yes, I was going through some problems. Yes, I was going through something. But when I prayed to the Lord, he answered my prayer. When I prayed to the Lord, he turned things around for me. When I prayed to the Lord, he gave me something that no one else can. Jesus goes a little further. And he falls on his face. When you have that prayer time with the Lord, you have to fall on your face. It's not falling because you're weak, but you're bowing to him in worship. When was the last time you worshiped God? When was the last time you bowed down to him? When was the last time you said, yes, I'm going through some problems, but I'm going to spend time with the Lord. Yes, people may say one thing, but when I spend time with him, there's something that can happen. Yes, I'm going through problems, but when I pray to him, there's something amazing. He falls on his face and he says, my father. What I realized is that when I was in Long Island with my niece, I noticed that whenever she's in the house, she runs around. But when my brother comes, she jumps in his arms. Why? Because she knows that her father will pick her up. In the moments of prayer, God can pick you up. In the moments of what you're going through, God can lift you up. I am a witness knowing that yes, I may be down today. Yes, I may be going through something, but God is able to pick me back up again. Uh, yes, people may say I'm down. Friends may say I'm down. Everybody wants to put me down, but God is the only one that can pick you back up again. How do you know this? Because I know that there was moments where I felt like I was down in my sickness and down in my trouble, but the Lord looked at me and took me by the hand. We know that yes, we go through problems, but God can pick you up. Not only can he pick you up, but he can turn you around. Yes, I was like this one day, but when the Lord picked me up, I turned my life around. When the Lord picked me up, yes, I was sick, but when he picked me up, I was Heal. He says, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. When we study the cup in Scripture in the Old Testament, it meant it was a cup of suffering. Jesus knew that he had to drink the cup of suffering. He knew that this cup was not going to be a nice, cool lemonade on the side. He knew that this was not going to be a cup of Kool-Aid, but he knew that it was going to be a cup of suffering. You see, sometimes in life, we have to look inside of what's in our cup. Sometimes we like to drink gossip. Sometimes we like to drink lies. Or sometimes we like to drink nosy things. Or we like to drink other stuff. But in this life, you have to suffer sometimes. Yes, People don't like to hear the word suffering because they want success. But in this journey, you have to suffer sometimes. There's some pain that comes. There's some worries that come. There's some aches in your body that's going to come. But the James says, count it all joy when you go through various trials. People don't understand how can I have joy while I'm suffering because God will give you joy. Yes, I'm going through a test, but after this test, I'm going to have a testimony. He says, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Why would Jesus say this? 
When he said, let this cup pass from me, that was his humanity speaking. Because we know that Jesus is fully man and fully God. His humanity knew the pain that he would have to go through. He knew the suffering that was going to come. And that's why he said, let this cup pass from me. Sometimes life gets so bad, we want God to pass the bad stuff away. But then he says, not as I will, but as you will. Several years ago, I heard a message that was called taking flesh out of the equation. And sometimes in life, you have to take your flesh out of the equation. Sometimes you have to take away the things that you think is the right thing and follow God's will. It's not about my will. It's not about what you want. It's about what God wants. Yes, I'm going through these problems. Yes, I'm going through these trials. And yes, I'm going through grief. But I still have to do what God called me to do. Yes, the job may be feeling bad. Yes, things may be looking one way. But when I focus on God, I have to follow his will. His will may not make sense to other people. His will may not make sense to your friends, but you still have to follow. Yes, people may say, why are you doing this? God will give you the strength to do his will. So Jesus is here grieving a Gethsemane. And he noticed that his friends cannot help him. And he goes to the Father. The beautiful thing about prayer is that when you pray, you can talk to the Lord. I don't know about you, but prayer is something that we need today. Prayer is something that we can always go to. Prayer is something that we can always do. No matter how good life is, we can pray. No matter how bad life is, we can pray. We need to continue praying. Yes, we're going to go through grief. Yes, we're going to go through problems. We still have to look to the Lord. I know many people are watching or listening saying, well, what can I do when life gets heavy? You can say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. Oh, no other help I know. You see, what I love that I, yes, life may be feeling one way, but I can stretch my hand to the Father. Oh, I know when things get heavy, I can hold on to him. I can cling to him because he is the one that gives me strength. He's the one that helps me. He is the one that guides me. Yes, the world may say one thing, but when I pray to the Lord, he's able to give me strength. When I pray to the Lord, he knows that, yes, I'm going through problems. But he can strengthen me to stand with the things in time. Yes, my time may be feeling bad. Yes, things may look one way. But when I look to Jesus, he can help me along the way. Psalm said, I will look to the hills uh, from which cometh my help. All of my help comes from the Lord. My help does not come from government. My help does not come from friends. My help does not come from family. But all of my help comes from the Lord. Is there anybody here this morning that can say, yes, I'm going through some problems. Yes, I'm going through some trials. But when I put my hands in his hands, his hands can lift me up. His hands can do the impossible. Other people's hands try to abuse me. Other people try to take me down. Other people try to tear me apart. But when I put my life in his hands, uh, his hands can help me like nobody else's hands can. Yes, I was feeling sad. Yes, I was feeling down. But when I went to him, I said, my father, if it be your will, let this.
this be your will. God is not about me. I'm taking my flesh out of the equation. I'm taking my desires out. It's not about me, but it's about you. When was the last time you looked to the Lord and said, Lord, it's in your hands? Yes, my hands are limited, but when I put it in your hands, your hands can turn things around. When we look at the hands of the Lord, his hands created the heavens and the earth. Well, what else did these hands do? These hands created Adam and Eve. What else did these hands do? His hands went and told Noah to build an ark. Noah never went to Ark University, but yet he was able to build an ark. Moses was never a deliverer, but he told Moses to be a deliverer. He told him to let my people go. God is the only one that can bring people to where they need to go. Yes, I may have tears in my eyes, but Revelation says God will wipe away every single tear. Yes, I'm crying. Yes, I'm hurt. But God is able to wipe my tears away. Yes, I'm feeling pain in my body. But the scripture says, but he was wounded. Ah, uh, for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities in the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. You are healed this morning. No matter what sickness is going on, God can heal you. No matter what the doctors say, God can heal you. Yes, that cancer can dry up. Yes, that blood pressure can go down. The diabetes can go down. Why? Because God is a healer. Is there someone here this morning that says, yes, I was feeling one way. But when I pray to the Lord, he gives me strength. When I pray to the Lord, he can turn my life around. I'm a living witness that he Yes, I was going through trials, but God is going to bring me out. Yes, I went through a valley, but when he was right there next to me, because the son says, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Yes, I know that I'm going through my moments, but God is going to bring me out. Yes, I was going through a darkness, but there's a light. At the end of the tunnel. Because the scripture says, I am the light of the world. The world is going dark. Yes, things are looking dark. But God is the light. Huh? That's why the song says, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Shine your light. No matter if darkness on your job, shine your light. Even if there's darkness in your home, shine your light. If there's darkness in your family, shine your light. God is able to shine his light. I'm so glad this morning that he gave me strength. Yes, I have some grief, but I didn't have, but I have the gospel. Yes, I'm going through things, but I still got God. God never left me. He said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. Yes, I'm having tears in my eyes because people have left, but God is still right there. Uh, I know that right now I'm going through troubles, but God is still there for me. Is there someone here that says, yes, I thank God for going through my Gethsemane. Yes, I went through valleys. Yes, I went through troubles, but God is right there. Uh, that's why scripture says he's the same yesterday to today and forevermore. Yesterday he was with you. Today he's going to be with you. But when you open your eyes and see another day, he's going to be right there. I'm glad that God is there for me. Amen. You see, this morning, <clears throat> you see, this morning, I thank him for being there for me. This morning, I praise him because he's there for me. You see, we go through things in life and it's easy for us to be a victim. It's easy for us to feel sad, but God can be there for you. You see, this morning as I'm closing, God knows what's going on in your life. 
God knows the problems that's going on. God knows the trouble that's happening. But even though you go through trouble, even though you go through those things, God is right there. Even though you may feel like you're suffering, you may be feeling some pain, or you may be feeling some worry, God is there for you. Yes, life may not go the way you want it to go. Yes, things may not be the way you want it to be, but God is there for you. I remember I was telling someone, I said, God is still good. Yes, things may not look good or people may not be good, but God is still good. And the beautiful part of our prayer is that when you're feeling whatever's going on, you can talk to him. His line is always free. You don't have to pay to talk to him. You just get on you and say, Lord, I need to talk to you. Because the song says, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all your problems. Tell him all your troubles. We have a Savior who listens to us. We have a Savior who loves us. Yes, people may say they love you, but their love is limited. But God has unlimited love. His love can hold you in the midst of cold moments and give you some warmth. His love can bring you to a new place. So right now as you're watching, I just want to pray for those who may be feeling some pain and may be feeling some suffering. And I want you to know that you are not alone. Father, this morning we thank you for being a Savior who is always there for us. You are the one that is there in the midnight hour. You are the one that is always there even when problems get heavy. You are there for us even in the good times. Because we know that yes, we're suffering. Yes, we're feeling pain. And yes, we're feeling pain. But God, we know that you are there. Lord, we know that when we look to you, we can receive help. We know that when we look to you, we can receive strength. When we look to you, you can turn our lives around. God, this morning, for someone who's listening to me, who may be feeling like, well, I don't know what's going to happen next, look to Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Well, I know that many people may be feeling one way, but God, give us the faith to go higher. Give us the faith to go stronger. Lord, give us hope in hopeless times. Lord, give us help in helpless times. Lord, right now we need you, God, like never before. Someone may be feeling pain right now. Lord, give them purpose. Someone be looking for success, but in the midst of the success, let them try to get through the suffering. Because we know that, yes, you felt sad when you was in Gethsemane. But Lord, you did not try to do your way, but you tried to follow God's will. Lord, let us follow your will. And if we feel that we're doing our own thing, we can say, created me a clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Lord, we want what she want, God. Lord, we want your wisdom. We want your power. We want your strength. Lord, we look to you because you are the one that can handle it. You are the one that can turn our lives around. You are the one that can do the impossible. Lord, let us continue to have a mindset of worship. 
a mindset of praise. Lord, allow us to understand that you are there. Yes, family may talk against us, but you are there for us, Father. Yes, friends may leave us, but you are still right there. Family, people may talk about us, but God, we know that you are there. Lord, we love you this morning. We thank you this morning for being God. God, this morning, we worship you. We praise you. We bow to you, Lord. We don't bow to anyone else, but we bow to you, Lord. Lord, this morning, look over us, God. Touch our families right now. Touch our friends right now. Lord, wipe away every single tear. Every person that's been crying and don't want to tell anybody, wipe their tears, God. Lord, touch right now mothers who's trying to figure out and help their children. Touch mothers right now. Touch fathers right now. Lord, allow families to connect in the moments of disconnection right now. Lord, touch pastors right now who feel like giving up. Lord, right now, touch every pastor who wants to quit, but don't let them quit, God. Lord, help us right now. We need you. Lord, this morning, allow this word to help and help and strengthen someone this morning. Allow this word to help someone who may be feeling grief in their Gethsemane. But Lord, we know that there shall be glory after this. There shall be a testimony after this. There should be a sign that says there is something greater on the other side of this. Yes, we may be going through suffering, but there is something coming after the suffering. Because we know that the scripture says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We know that in the morning there is peace. In the morning there is grace. In the morning there is sunshine. In the midst of all the rain, we thank you, Lord, for being the light at the end of the tunnel. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do, what you continue to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While we're in the attitude of worship, let us prepare our hearts to give. There are many ways to give. There are many ways to give this morning. You can give on our cash app, Dallas Side, Global Fire Now. You can give online at globalfirenow.com or you can text GLOBAL to 51400. You can also sell at globalfirenow at gmail.com. Giving is a part of worship, giving is very important. It is a blessing to give and to sow into the house that you're connected to. Give and let us focus our minds on that. Any announcements? Okay. <clears throat> give you a couple more minutes to give and we're going to close out.
God, we thank you for every single gift that has been sown. We thank you, Lord, that you're multiplying and adding to the house and adding increase to people as they give. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful service. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that is watching online. Touch those who are watching online. Touch our first family. Touch our bishop, our first lady. In the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, we thank you, Lord, that even though we went through grief and Gethsemane, there is glory after this. Lord, touch every person that's connected to this house. Touch every person that has been praying and looking for you right now. Lord, as we leave this place, to know from your presence, bless those who are even here in person. Lord, allow us to get to our destination safely. Let no accidents, anything happen as we're driving home or driving to our next place. Thank you for everything. Jesus, I'm free. Amen. Love us who we are. Fire is what we want. And ministry is what we do. See you on Tuesday. God bless you.